This podcast is powered by EG Consults. The digital group is our business. Our business. It was It was supposed to was done. Say everything. But destroy everything. And now we can lose comfortably. Now we can lose comfortably. Baby. It's for Niles. Oh, what a goal that was. It's a dangerous area. Gundogan trying to make something happen. And he has made it happen. Lovely ball to the back post. Isak levels things up. Now it's opening up. Foden to De Bruyne. Haaland ahead of it. De Bruyne keeps going. De Bruyne! That is brilliant from Kevin De Bruyne. The opportunity with the little body swerve opens. Travers has got no chance because it just inched perfect into that bottom corner. Back by Martinez. Ericsson's return pass. Malassia. And Sancho has sat one down and scored! And Old Trafford explodes! Now that, that is the sound of the theatre of dreams. And I can tell you something now, that if ever there was, is an old-fashioned, typical Manchester United goal. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Fantasy Eleven. The boys are late, so let's do some LPMs whilst we are waiting their arrival. Let me remind you that this podcast is proudly powered by EG Consult. EG Consult says your digital growth is their business. You can follow EG Consult on their social media at EG the figure four and consult. So EG four consult on all social media platforms. And we are proudly sponsored by fantasy gold fantasy gold is saying that play fantasy league and win thousand ghana cities every week if you are here for the first time follow this podcast on anywhere you receive your podcast like and subscribe to our podcast and rate it if you can help us reach more audience so prince is here jones is here to arrive so we will begin with prince and then so uh, but how was your game week though charlie 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 <laughs> Should we talk what? about the horrible game with two? Should we talk Charlie, about Charlie, 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 Charlie. That's a bit more fantasy that. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it. It was serious though. I saw your numbers, man. I, I was crying for you. <laughs> Charlie, 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 Charlie. Ah, by your boy's call. Like, you know, I only spent my, my team twice. Twice. I'm ashamed. Hmm. If you were me, eh, like, I go feel delete the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to delete have, the app. The average, the, the average point said you how much? The average point be 44. Oh my God, below average. What? Yeah, Charlie, be serious. Be serious. What? Be serious. But uh, on your fantasy goal, you know, how we go? Oh, fantasy goal, mom, I only enter like, I think I entered only two teams or so. Ah, okay. You I... can enter more than one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantasy goal, yeah, you are allowed to enter more than one. I oh. mean, if you have the strength to concentrate yeah. on all the things. I have one team, man. I was able to enter into the rankings of about three games so the money i invested um, i was able to recoup and get some extra bonus Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. because actually so i really invested in the brentford guys on the Where? fantasy good uh, platform so we saw um has to do with be the be the score be the, be the score, score. Okay, okay. yeah i set a target of 70 but unfortunately I got 67. But wow. And I was in the free pool to free pool. I think I was ranked 20th. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 67. Yeah. Charlie, but boys, they take 80, they win the whole league, Charlie. <laughs> 80 points, keke. they win the whole league. So, uh, how how was your team? Let's let's let's, let's talk about your team. Give us your numbers. <laughs> oh, you oh, are shit. Make, make we slide them under the window. It's all oh, pain. Charlie, it hard though. But anyway, yeah, the one, uh, yeah. uh, over there, the game week was a bit bad, but Charlie, we had a lot of exciting games. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of yeah. exciting 
losing games. I mean, that's the funny thing. The, play, the players, they don't really like sometimes you could maybe like you could pick like a, a Salah or something, and mm-hmm. he could even go blank or even score you like five points. But he, he just doesn't care. His team has won and everybody's happy. So you, you think like the game didn't go well, but you look at the results and it looks like everything is going on. Well. I mean, I wish Jones were here so that we would talk about the um, sport, uh, Spurs v Man United game. But you, oh. let's start with you. Um, how how did how did you appreciate the performance of Arsenal versus? Um, um I, yeah, I think Crystal I think, Palace. Yeah, I was able to watch majority of that game. It was for me. I think I was I was I was I was pleased with what I was. I, I won't say highest satisfaction or to the max. You know, high. I mean, completely dominated game. But I think I was pleased because Arsenal before when they. Usually when they start games, they don't move balls quicker. Like they hold the ball, laxity, and they are passing the ball a bit slowly. I don't know whether it's a game plan, trying to I don't know calling the op- op- opponent or something. But against Palace, right from the kickoff, I mean they knew what what they were about, moving the ball quick. I mean passing the ball here. I mean it looked like they had an intention. They had a game plan. They came for it. And for me, mm. I was I was pleased with the way they went about their business up until the um the 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 card offense. I mean everything was going on really well. We could have been easily two 0 up in the in the first half. So I believe I believe I mean I was. I was glad. Immediately they started the game, I was like, nah, this game looks like a game that we could actually win because we were moving the ball sharper, we were sharp, we were, I mean, passing the ball accurately and all that. You know, from an Arsenal perspective, when the game would not go well or when we might find it difficult in the game to win, I, I kind of foresee right from the first half, the way yeah. a manner they pack the ball, no accuracy to the ball and, you know, players are feeling unsettled in the early phases of the game there you know I mean you can smell trouble coming but immediately they started the ball I mean the ball movement I, I didn't really feel any panic at any point in time with any player on the field in terms of oh I, he's going to lose the ball he's going to panic he's going to do this and that that was that was, that was it I think it was, yeah, it was yeah I also felt the same thing although I was praying that Arsenal would not keep a clean sheet because <laughs> I was I was actually invested in the clean sheet part because I know Saliba is highly owned and yeah, then White Sue is highly owned so I was praying that they would concede, even if they would win, they should concede. So that uh, because at the time I had, I had, <laughs> I had, I had forty-four points at the time, right? And mm-hmm. I was, I was hoping that even if my players would blank, or, uh, because I had Havertz and then Saka who were who had uh, who were left play. So I was praying that because, and I wasn't really hoping on um, Saka's returns because Saka too is highly owned, about forty percent of the game owns um, really, really Saka. Good. So I, I was really, really hopeful about Kai Havet. But then I watched the full game and I'm like, no, this Kai Havet is not an asset for FPL. No, he didn't look like he was really interested in giving anything meaningful for his owner. So immediately after the game, he was on my list of transfer yeah, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. blink the eye and so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I saw the Arsenal as a Charlie um, Inketia is someone I think we are really because in the game he could have scored at least two goals yeah people are really sleeping on him yeah and he, he's never he's not blank this season though the first game he yeah. scored the second game he assists and, and hey, tell me about your penalty uh, ticket Saka is no more taking penalties no no no, no. I think uh, Saka is still on penalties even uh, I said mentioned that he had no idea or no clue what was going on. He didn't know that was going to play. I think Odegaard was also interviewed and then he was like, it was it was one that Saka gave out to him too. It, it's left to be seen on the next penalty what is going to, really going to go on. But I mean, 80%, I think Saka is still on penalties. It was just a situation that presented itself and um, Saka let it out to Odegaard. Well, that was good. But this week has been very bad for some players or uh, some assets that we've been eyeing, especially your guy, Chuku Mecca, who is injured. No, just when I thought, I mean, the depression was just coming to life. Just when I thought, just when so, I thought. So, uh, Chukwemeka is injured and Mason Monsu is out for four yeah. to six weeks. Yeah. Mudrik too just got injured. Uh, the news came in this yeah. afternoon. And then, and CISO too is injured. I think he, he will even, he, I think he has gone through operation and he'll be out for... Yeah, that's, that's you'll be out for drop it with back. Let's go. And then Madison too is doubtful. You know, they, they, yeah. we saw him uh, limping off. So, um, hey, I forgot to say that Armando Broha is back in training, which means that yeah. he's going to be competing for the striker number one, which means Jackson yeah. is not going to get 19 minutes as he has been getting. So, uh, with the name that I've mentioned, uh, there is another one too. Pep Guardiola too will be absent for two games. You yes, know, he had. 
he had operation on his back, so it will be absent for two games. And the guy that is going to take the interim position is a certain Huama Leo, who, who will mm. be taking the two games. I mean, with all these updates that I've given, what are your what are your um, opinions about how they are going to impact the assets that we are to target and those that we were targeting and that are absent now? Um, I think I think from from I, I think I'll start from Chelsea. Okay. Um, I believe that okay. Aside, say Chukwu Emeka, who may actively affect the effective eleven that the coach usually fields. The rest of them, um, I believe they they were already planning. They or they already started the season without them. The first two games, apart from Chukwemeka, who was a regular starter for the first and the second game, Mudrik has not really had enough game time. So for him, I, I don't believe he would have too much of an impact on the situation of Armando Braha. I uh, I still think that Jackson owners are will can have a, a bit of safety because for somebody who is returning from such an injury, um, at, at least for the come upcoming four or five games, I don't see him being an active competitor to um, Jackson. I, I still I still believe Jackson should be able to keep his place. And even if Amano Bruja will share minutes, it would be, um, say, 15, 10 minutes, just so he could warm himself up and then get enough fitness to, I mean, get his game back on. So for for that situation, I don't believe um, Broha is coming with too uh, much. With of Broha, Broha, for yeah. example, he has yeah. Premier League experience more than Jackson. I do, I do know. So yeah. I think this that will also depend on Jackson's output. For instance, Mando, I mean, I mean Broha is coming back, and then all of a sudden, I mean Jackson starts with one goal, two goals in the next two games. I do not believe that any coach in their right state of mind, especially in that Chelsea side, who are desperately trying to find their feet quickly. I mean, at the early phases of the season. All right, and so. Jackson only needs to be doing the right and he will be able to kind of um, give some insurance to his position. I know, I mean, Braha has got an experience. I mean, for a coach, all you need to, is assurance of goals from your striker. So if Jackson is able to pick up those um, 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 numbers quickly whilst Braha is recovering, then I, I believe that he should be able to have a bigger part of the minutes that will be shared. And so, yeah, I still I still maintain that that, that fact. But let's see how he plays out. And also, and, with Chukwe Mecca being the who actually occupied the left wing, um, and Mudrik... Mudrik no, I think, does he play... What was his position? Because Mudrik is his direct replacement, right? When he got injured, Mudrik... That would be um, a bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he got injured, yeah. yeah. yeah Mudrik came in for him. Now, Mudrik too yeah. is injured. So, who do you think in the Chelsea lineup? Is it going to tweak? Is it going to affect the Chelsea lineup? Or are we going to have a certain chill where who is going to play more? Because... Attack. Uh-huh, so that... And then, Kukurela, I don't know. Just give us the whole picture. What do you think the manager will be thinking? to do over this weekend. I mean, when if if you if you typically consider the um, the players that he has at 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 the moment, it's either he's going to do a positional switch to be playing the four two three one that he started to play in the in the um, preseason games, or if he's going to stick with what he currently has, then. Pushing Chua forward would be one option, but looking at the way Shewell has cemented that place, I, I doubt he's going to risk it and play Kukuya um, 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 there and then Chua up front. What I, I foresee him doing is probably give um, Enzo a more attacking role in the team. I think he, among the... the all of the midfielders that Chelsea have, he's the one that is, a, a, I mean, edgy in terms of attacking mindedness. I mean, they are all not, he's not so attacking, but compared to the other ones, I think he's the most attacking. What he could also do is to probably shift Telling to the left and introduce Madweke on the right-hand side and then keep the, the back system that he has I mean, keep it going as it is. So I think one of those options is what he's probably going to go with because for Caicedo and his price tag, his Premier League proven, I don't, I don't believe he, he should take too much time to introduce Caicedo into that team. I think Caicedo walks straight into that team and say form a, a pivot, a midfield pivot with Galaha and then move Enzo up. Either way, one of Galaha or Enzo Fernandez is going to be playing more attacking in the in the game against Luton. <laughs> okay, uh, that's so fantastic. Uh, submission over there. So let me give the top transfers in this week. So we have Imbuemo as number one with 890,233 new managers bringing him on. And then Wisa follows with 654,589. Estubinian is third with 641,684. Mitoma is fourth with 513,119. And then Chilwell is fifth with 497,830. 
29 new managers bringing him on board. Now we go yeah. to the top transfer out this game week. We have John Stones, uh, who has been transferred out by 626,402 managers. And then James is second with 545,080. Gabriel, Gabriel is third with 496,426. And then Rashford is, wow, Rashford, 441,329. And then Joao Pedro, Joao Pedro is out of people's team with 418,896 managers transferring him out. But it's amazing that Joao Pedro is being sold, but his price is 5.6. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, some of these price changes dynamics, eh, I think at maybe FPO may have to be giving us a deeper insight on how yeah, the chances are going. It's, it's weird. Me, I believe that because this this season alone, the the number of subscribers to FPO I think has gone up by I don't know whether a million or something. Mm, okay, so, so uh, last season we we were able to hit uh, eleven million, but this season so oh. far we have nine million three hundred and forty four thousand seven hundred and fifty two people playing. So we, okay. we still not hit our targets yet. I, I, for me, I think it's it's probably based. I mean, gone down to um, knee-jerk react reactions. People want to jump on the form quickly. They, they want they don't, they don't want to give it time to see how things are going to go. Immediately they see some signs of a little bit of consistency. Because imagine is this, this is just two games, just two game weeks, yes, only two game weeks. Game yeah, one eighty minutes of football played, only two game weeks, and then people are running mad like all over the place. Take him out. I was, like I so was even just, surprised on the game. Week uh, two transfer hours. I was amazed. I was like, hey, but can't you people amazing. just have yeah, some like, patience? <laughs> after the first 45 minutes, you know, people were just there, like, nah. You know, I used to do those things sometimes. Uh, that that's uh, one of the things that really affected me last season in the sense that mm-hmm. I'll be watching a live game and then yeah. um, uh, for some reason maybe the first half for some reason yeah. I would not like a performance of a particular player that is in my team before I realize before the ref will whistle for the first half then I have already transferred him out and my transfer is done for the game week but oh then in God. the second in the second half then you see that Just oh this, he's pulling up he's pulling up and then I've wasted transfer that, that, that's, a, that's a terrible reaction. Terrible Charlie, reaction. Me say I don't get time, bro. I don't get patience. Like I pass for myself. You know me easy. So I, I I that's something that I try to limit this. Yeah, I think, this I think also apart from that, people also like anticipate that a particular uh, a particular player's price is going to go up or down. And so they want to quickly cash in on the on the price change so that they will have enough money in the bank to do their spending. Okay, because immediately um Immediately as Tupinian gave those uh, score that go, I knew that his price was going to go up. And so for a person like that, if I did not have him, the next thing to do is to quickly get him whilst he's still he's still 5.5. So that that extra point one, I get it to be able to. But I mean, what's the point? If you get him and he's he's highly owned, and I mean, you can't even... I think the whole thing boils down to plan. And so if you really do have a plan, yes, it's good to get popular players because when they do get the... When the scoring or the points go their side, it, it will affect your rank. But sometimes when you have a plan and you want to go with it, you can go ahead with it. Some of the price force that you will not understand, uh, players like Joao Pedro, Drew and uh, if anything, um, Rashford, for instance, Rashford, Rashford, Rashford is a player that hasn't fallen, no. but he hasn't fallen, transferred okay. out by over Rashford 400, yeah, so yeah. which means that he he might his price might fall. But yes. what I don't understand so, is for Joe Pedro to be transferred out by 418,000 and his price is still, yes, but I mean, I mean as, as, as a manager, if you have an asset who is not a starter, you will be worried, especially when mm-hmm. you this season, for example, a lot of forward we have a lot of good forwards so you can't really you can't really bank your hopes on a forward who is not setting to be starting all the time do you get so I, I could yeah. understand for me for example I've sold him so <laughs> you can imagine yes. I think for me I think those who sold him they are they are going to live live the regret part of the because with Cisco injured the obvious the obvious person who's going to run into that team is Joao Pedro and even more solidified they can play I think uh, three parts of the of the of the front four. But the issue with Cisco, I think it was an um, a, a, an issue of attacking or looking at the game in hand. Okay, mm-hmm. they played Wolves. Wolves is the current manager. I mean, I think the manager watched against United, and then he was like, "No, nah, I need to go with Cisco because 
what does this goal offers you is his, his strongest asset is he's able to hold the ball in tight spaces and when you are man marking people so against teams like Wolves who also love to man mark a lot players like Asisco are always going to give you the advantage as we saw in the game like he doesn't care how how many players are running towards him he know how, he knows how to how to find his escape route in the game he benefited by hitting a lot and so I think it was only the coach was only trying to look at the opposition coming up and the and the arsenals that he has and how he, he could deploy them so the easiest to go with was Asisco but for me I believe for the longer term um, Joao Pedro is going to be one of the key players in that right hand side and okay if you say so so, since we are talking about Brighton, let me mention their next game. So, they are playing West Ham United in game with three. After game with three, they will play Newcastle away. And then yeah. they will receive Manchester. Manchester Crazy. United. They and then they them. have... <laughs> Where is Jones? Jones is here. He's not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so Brighton Brighton will play uh, West Ham United and then they will play Newcastle and then there yeah. will be international break. Now, break. immediately after international break, they have Man United at home. And then after wow. Man United, they play Europa League midweek. And then after the, the midweek game, they have Bournemouth. After that, another midweek. And then they go to uh, Aston Villa. Another midweek. And then they uh, they receive Liverpool. So, if you are really banking your hopes on Brighton, I, said, I think you have to really rethink. You have to really rethink. Because yeah, it's, it's not looking good at all. It's not looking good because you know, and because the Zerbi is a pep uh, three point oh he's been rotating like you know you know i mean you just you just said it right if not for that i think some of the brighting assets are fixture proof they could deliver which i mean even when they face face the big six side i think that is even when the time that deserve shows his tactical masterclass the most and so i wouldn't have been so concerned about the fixtures apart from the fact that that guy is, is another rotation yeah, i mean another rotation yeah he can just throw you off completely and you even wonder why you you even went in for their players in the first place you know yeah. so for me, I think with all that you have said, I mean, you are right to say that. I mean, the, the coming fixtures, even if I know Bintoba is going to score a hat trick or something, it, it wouldn't be worth the risk. Considering yeah. that other other teams are going to be having relatively easier fixtures, and like I'm saying, it's just the beginning of the season. Teams are going to pick up, they're going to hit form, and they are going to return and give you value for money. But earlier in this in this part of the game, writing, I mean, they've done well for the first two game weeks, but going forward, Charlie, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Charlie, okay. Jones, are you there? Are they here? Where make I go? Are they here? I just... <laughs> Jones, Jones, talk about my United. What happened to you guys? I like, just dropped, like, what, I don't... You know, what, what is there to talk about? What is there to talk about? All right, so... so um, well, yeah, I know, so we no, want to... I, I want I to hear his sincere opinion about how his boys fared. My game week, eh? No, no, no. Man United. Man United. Like Oh, for Man United, yeah, yeah, sound. Oh, okay, okay, so you what yes, yes, master. So you don't want to talk about it, right? You know, uh, we all actually talked about Man United um against space at the new stadium. And trust me, they've been very bad. Like United had has had a lot of positive results at so the fact that Rashford was played as a nine, I understand the hack because it's it's it actually worked there. It worked against the last time um we played Spurs there. Rashford was he played as a nine, yes, he played as a nine, and I think he got a goal and an assist or something, you know. So it was but then see we had chances we had chances we, we we should have we should have just won this game and you know what Rashford they feel like Charlie this thing this man they forced me I go do I don't go do and war with my heart then since some about it wasn't as if Spurs played anything special trust me trust me it wasn't as if they played anything special if we had taken our chances first half we would have would have beaten um, Spurs very very well we didn't do that but then again Charlie we lost we lost so I think basically that's that for me but then we are talking FPL Abby. so let's yeah. talk FPL my people okay so as we are talking FPL they're my United assets, Charlie. Are they really nailed? Because now Rashford yeah. is being sold by over 400 managers. Like, are they doing a mistake? Are they making a mistake or they I are right I to sell him? Um, yes, you can understand their frustration, you know. Even even me, even me. Tell her, you tell her Wait, Abi, Abi, you the actual <laughs> person, you know. Tell us about your game week because Prince. Wait, so, quickly, on, quickly, quickly on United, I said before I actually tell you about 
my my game week two. Okay. Um, I think um still it's understandable to let Rashford go. It is very understandable to let Rashford go, and and it's fair enough, you know. But now we now we know that Mount won't be available. Ericsson is going to come in, and if Ericsson comes, Manchester United are going to have a lot of possession. It is Nottingham Forest. I'm not um, downplaying them or respect to them, but then it is Nottingham Forest, and United are going to keep a lot of of, of possession. And everyone has talked about the fact that you uh, Rashford needs to to go on 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 the left uh, the left side of attack. Today I was watching um, one of United's shows on the United app and it, actually they even said that some of the analysts were like, yeah, they feel that he should be on the left side. So until or unless the hug is stubborn and if he's on the, the left side, he's going to be productive. So I think for me, I'll still hold on to him. But then, not for us, they've not been bad. Trust me. I watched them play against uh, uh, um, Arsenal. I don't know if it was because that was the first game, so Arsenal were not that good, or uh, Northern Forest did very well. I'll leave that to, to Prince to decide if Northern Forest did very well, or Arsenal were not just sharp because it was the first game. But then, they did very, very, very well. They actually did very well. And and I, I see them disturbing United. But then, there's no way United are not going to get 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 um, points at Old Trafford. So, I would keep Rashford. But I understand those who don't want to keep him, but I'm going to keep Rashford. So, Prince, uh, I think we've already spoken about uh, the penalty situation between Saka and Odegaard. But you, let's talk about the penalty thing. Because uh, over the weekend, we saw that a lot of penalty takers that we originally thought they took penalty were not really taking. Penalty. Yeah, yeah. In the case of Watkins, it was David, uh, what was the name? Douglas Lewis, uh, who took the penalty. With Chelsea, we saw Enzo Fernandez standing up and taking the penalty, which he eventually uh, missed. And then with Brentford, okay, so it was confirmed. Mbwemo is a penalty taker there. With Arsenal, for example, Saka left it to Odegaard. With Liverpool, Liverpool, Salah missed his penalty and he had to score on a rebound. Now, the yeah. conversation is around Salah. Is he still confirmed? Because we are looking at good penalty takers like, for example, uh, McAllister, who used to take penalties for Brighton when he was at Brighton. Yeah. There is a statistics here that he has taken 10 penalty, uh, professional penalties in his career and he has scored 9 out of them. Now, we are looking at Sobosly, who also is a very good penalty taker. In his time at Leipzig, it was Nkuku yeah. who was taking the pens. But then, if Nkuku is not around, it was almost like he was taking the pens. Now, his statistics, he's taking 16 penalties and he has scored 15 over 16. So, you have these two good penalty taken uh, in the Liverpool Liverpool team. And then with Salah, he has taken 40 penalties. He has missed 8 out of the 4. So that's around 80% um, conversion exactly. rate. So we, if you are making the comparison, you could see that the, uh, Liverpool has better penalty takers. So with this statistic, yeah. like, and with all that happened over the weekend, what do you, what, what do you think the managers will be doing? Are we really nailed? Are these penalty takers really nailed? Or there is cause for concern? Um, I, I think that there is a, um, a slight percentage of cause for concern. All for right, people, people, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> we don't get that. Uh, Juice, Juice. <laughs> my bones are my bones. Go ahead, sit at the back. So, yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah, so what I'm saying, um, I think for some teams, there's a cause for... Um, Douglas Lewis, I can say that we can be certain that he's the new penalty checker because I think this has been the, um, the, the third time he's taking penalties. The yeah. Two times he's been with Watkins on the, on the field and then during midweek, um, the conference league qualification. Watkins was off, but Douglas Lewis was... So for, for Aston Villa... I learned during preseason to uh, Douglas yes. Lewis was taking the pen. Yeah, so pretty much we can, we can be sure that he's going to be the new penalty taker for um, um, Aston Villa. Most other situation, I, I, I think it would it would kind of unsettle the dressing room if they take a swift decision on taking taking him off penalties. Um, I, don't, I don't see that happening in the in the near future. I think they are still going to be confident in him. I mean, he's been the one over the seasons and he that's number one. Number two is a more experienced player and usually you don't want to take that confidence. I mean, he's most Salah for all that he's done for the for the, for the for the club. I, I don't believe it, this is a, too much of a serious issue to be taking him off penalties. He's one of the most clinical forwards they have if not the most clinical forward. And so for the Liverpool issue, I don't see them doing any form of um, reaction to his, his miss over the weekend. So for Mo Salah, I think he should be able to keep his his, his penalty duties at, uh, at Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being on United, let me mention their next game. So they play Nottingham Forest, and then they will they will go to Arsenal. 
Wow. <laughs> they will go to before, Arsenal. Before the international break. Yeah, before the international break. International break. It will be bloody Not for him. this podcast. Up. It will be bloody for this podcast. Up. It will be real bloody for this podcast. Up. Uh, I, I can't wait. I, wait, for wait. Before, listen. Uh, wait. We, we are going. We are going away. Eh? Away. Yeah, you are going away to Arsenal. Wait. You know. You know. Last season. Last season. As they went did to that, lose there. Wait. Ask Prince. Prince. He couldn't. He was sitting on nails, pins, and tenter hooks. Trust me, he was sitting on nails, pins, and tenter hooks. But at the end of the day, the bullet that Rashford gave them, no, you know, and and it was just some one or two mistakes, one or two mistakes from 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 one Bissaka that make cost you, that make, cost cost that. Make you focus on what you have. That's you, all. You, you, me, I don't want you. I don't want jump the gun. You know, I don't want jump the gun. But then I think if we have a very bad form uh, before we go there, we could take Kutu. I hope. You I hope so you let, let me give you your next game uh, so that for those who have uh, United. Said to take this into consideration. So you have Nottingham Forest, then you go to us now. Then there is the game, uh, the international break. After international break, you you receive Brighton and Hope. Wow. And then there is uh, Champions League. After the Champions League, you have Burnley. Burnley away. And then there's another Champions League. And then you receive Crystal Palace. And then there's Champions League. And then now you go to Brentford. And then after the Brentford game, you go on uh, international break. And then you have. Sheffield United. Um, then you have Europe, and after Europe, you have Manchester City game with ten. Now with the with this number of games that are aligned, should you really, really keep our United asset? You know, um, if 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 the table was ten, if the table was ten, let's say the fixtures were ten, and then the fixtures of May, the fixtures in May, the fixtures in March were brought to the brought to the ones I just mentioned. Trust me, still it, it would prove tough. I still believe that um, you should keep United assets. They are going to, they are going to deliver. They are going to deliver. Who's and your best you, currently? Second. Who's your best asset currently? From United. Um, well, looking at the lineup, looking at the lineup, I, I think it should be sure. Should be sure. See, if Rasmus, if we are going to base um, on the games that you've mentioned, right? I think ten or ten games now. It should you be look sure. If you be, yes, I, I mean no. I mean, I'm just trying to say that if if using it. Uh, next 10 games, mm-hmm. I would look at Luke Shaw. I would look at Luke Shaw in the sense that Luke Shaw is going to come forward. He's going to come forward a lot and, and he created chances. Look at that assist Bruno could have given him. Bruno, I don't know, Charlie. <laughs> hey, hard and, and we we are going to have Marshall back. We're going to have Marshall back. We're going to have our, our new striker, Rasmus, back. And if Rasmus, who is very, very, very Haaland like, trust me, Haaland like, you know. Very Haaland like <laughs> he enters the free and Lukshaw finds that oh finally there's someone who, who would feed on my crosses. I think I, I would really want to to look up to Rush um, um Lukshaw there, you know. Okay, if he says so. Right. Now let's let, let me quickly just talk about my game week two because okay, sure, um, sure. I, we've jumped that side anytime as quickly going. You know, you remember how I said that game week one I had captain Bituma because I didn't want to yeah, follow the crowd, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was like Charlie Bituma disappointing. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you believe? Can you believe that I was like, okay, fine. Yes, Salah, Salah at home to to um Ben Mott. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were going to consider nine. There's no way they would concede nine. But I then... told you guys. Oh, yes. It was a good performance from Ben Mott, actually, you know. And, and so I was like, oh, still Salah. Can you believe? Can you believe? Can you believe? Can you believe that? I don't know. Mituma worry me. Charlie, Mituma really worry me because he had a goal and an assist. And and you know, but my analysis and the way Wolves played, you understand. I actually did those those one 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 things. I put two and two together. And I was like, okay, Wolves play very well. They're going to be at home first game of the season. I think it's going to be a tight game. And when it's a tight game, sometimes you, you feel that Mituma. And come on, the guy gave a goal and an assist. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, and it really got to me. Yo, that's what I just want to say. Forget about the Masala. Haaland, I expected that. I expected a very difficult game for Haaland. And, and true to, I, I was surprised a lot of people captain Haaland. It was good for me because at least Haaland gave them four. I, I got 10 from, from, from Salah, you know. So it was it was at least. And I could see that because my, my game week one was very bad. I could see my game week two was, was um, better. At least I catched up with some 10, 15 points, you know, from the Haaland boys from game week one. 
So Charlie, we do not really worry me. We do not really worry me. And I, you know, it, it it just stresses what um Prince said before game week one. He said what? I think don't overthink or something, you know, and yeah, be true. No, you said don't overthink. I said don't overthink. Yeah, Prince was yes. like, we should avoid knee jerking reaction. You bab. Uh-huh. That's it. I did that. I, I I panicked. I reacted too quickly. And and Charlie, if I had captain me to my head, like by now I did world number one. Of course, Charlie, the way I gave him for the guy inside though. And, you hey, know. Before we proceed, let me give some game week two stats and then we go on the next topic. So game week two stats, we have um top XG in Buemo is first with 3.3, Wisa is second with 1.7, Salah is third with 1.5. So in Buemo, out of these stats scored two goals. Wisa scored one goal. Salah scored one goal. Now top NPXG, NPXG, which is non-penalty SG. So we have Mbwemo top with 1.7, Wisa is second with 1.7, and then Edouard is third with 1.5. Now we have top XA. Mitoma is first with 1.3, Bruno is second with 1.3, Madison is third with 1.2, and then Estupinian is fourth with 0.9. Now we have top big chances created. Estupinian is first with three, and Siso two, Mitoma two, Rico Henry two, Onana two, Bruno two, Band two. So this is a second game week that Onana has appeared in in this list as big chances created. Now the next one is top three for chances created. So Foden is number one with a nine chances created. Mitoma is second with nine. Gross is third with eight. Madison is fourth with eight. And then Aze is fifth with eight as well. Now we go to top three XG teams. Brighton is first. Of course, they scored four goals. Brentford is second. They scored three goals. Aston Villa is third. They scored five goals. Now we are going to bottom three XG teams. Burnley is there. Um, Sheffield United is here, and they're looting. But they didn't play, so I don't know why they are being captured in this stat. Okay, let's move on to the next stat. We have top XGC teams. We have Manchester City. Wales number one and we have Nottingham Forest number two Benford number three West SGC teams we have Fulham we have Everton and then we have Wu. so um Jones so let's talk about West Ham versus Chelsea so we've already spoken about Tottenham versus United Crystal Palace versus Arsenal uh, Jones will you go first or you let Prince go? Right, right right so let me quickly go first um okay. you see let me be brief on this one I think Chelsea, so much expectations, but they forgot one thing. Like, they actually forgot one thing. Uh, you are playing against opponents. You are playing against teams that have, have actually played together for a very long time. You, you are playing against teams that understand themselves, you know. So, I was like, hey, you guys, relax. And, and I expected that performance from West Ham. Actually, I expected that performance from West Ham. All right. Now to FPL. Um, Enzo Fernandez, Charlie. Enzo Fernandez, he had a penalty. I, I actually, I think we discussed that. And then we actually thought, we all believed that, what's his name? Jackson was going to be the penalty taker or Sterling. And I be, I think Sterling should have taken a penalty. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even even Chiwell could have. Chiwell could have. And that would have been to the to the glory of Prince. <laughs> you know, and me Chiwell as well. Prince actually captain Chiwa. So yeah, Prince would have would have <laughs> he would have feasted, he would have feasted. Yeah. But the goal of Angel Fernandez. He came in and stepped in, and, and Enzo Fernandez actually missed that penalty. Yeah, he's sending his to negative anyone who believed in him. So, I, I and when you look at you, I think Antonio has also shown that he, he's he's you see, strikers get better and better even as they grow. I, I, I really believe that when they when they grow old, they understand the game, they understand their positioning, and they even understand their, their opponents, they get better. Mm-hmm. And I think Antonio is, going, Antonio is going to be a very, very good pick. We might see West Ham. That we saw some years back with um, Dimitri Paye. You, you, I don't know if you remember those times with Dimitri Paye. Uh, West Ham are very good. They would lose to the small teams and beat the big ones, you know, and beat mm-hmm. the big ones. So uh, we might see that kind of West Ham this season. I, I strongly believe that. And if if that is going to be the case, then trust me, set pieces. They 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 they, they are masters at set pieces, and they just added the the master of set pieces to their team. Oh goodness, goodness, World goodness. Charlie JWP. He got two assists on 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 um that fateful evening, that Sunday evening, and that's that's just <laughs> that's more to come, more to come. And you see, compared to compared to what's the name um Southampton, Southampton had big guys, but they were not a set piece team. Uh, say, I mean, in in corner kicks, 
in um, indirect free kicks that wouldn't have to be, uh, say, shots, you know. West Ham are actually good at that. They know how to move. They know who to come in. And you could see that even before the goal, he could have gotten an assist, you know, from, from the first corner kick. So I think we should look more towards um, James Ward Prowse. Oh, okay. I'm going to look at who... Yo, Prince. Hey, man. Yeah, so what's your take about the Chelsea game? And which players do you think we should target? Honestly, I, um, I think it was one game that took me off by surprise. I didn't really expect um, Rassam to be that good on the day. But for... I would, I think I'll put it all down to... I mean, um, I, I'm back now. Sorry, sorry. Network issues. <laughs> yeah, you let Prince wrap, uh, finish his submission and then we'll okay. come back to you. Sh- should I wrap up? Should I wrap up? Uh, Prince was speaking, so... Uh, okay, 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 Prince, fire, fire out, fire out. Yeah, so I think that I'll put it down to Chelsea being not being effective on that day. Um, But, I mean, also when you look at the, the results from previous encounters at the London Stadium, West Ham's home ground, it, it favours West Ham more than Chelsea. And that is, I think, one thing that people really overlook. West Ham knows how to beat Chelsea at their home grounds, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever players or people they have. And considering the fact that this Chelsea team are still trying to find their rhythm in terms of personnel and how they gel together and all that. They, they've not found that. And like June said, West Ham have been playing for a while now. They know the structure. The manager and a new manager. He knows the team inside out. So he knew exactly what he was doing with them. And I think West Ham on the day was the most effective team. And that is how come they were able to check Chelsea on. Chelsea had some glimpses of chances that they created themselves. But on the day, and it was surprising that even with 10 men and what 30 minutes to go, Chelsea still wasn't able to find how to um, that West Ham. I mean, that should tell you that the level of um, inefficiencies that Chelsea has got in their team right now. I don't think it would continue so much into their next game, but it's still a cause for concern. Mm-hmm. Aside from the um, assets that we want to look at, still Chelsea is still my key asset from Chelsea. If you really watch the game, you will know that this guy, I think any any moment from now, he's he's just on the verge of a big haul. That, and I think that is why people are still holding on because when the more you watch the game, the more you feel like, nah, this guy, some 20 points or some 15 or 18 points can just come at any point in time because the positions he's picking... And he continues to pick are very, very, very nice. Like, they are very, very nice. I think in the whole Chelsea team, he's the only one that I would probably um, find interesting. The rest, I would I would, still, I would still wait and see. There could be positional changes that could affect people's um, roles they play. But for Chiwell especially, I think if there's any positional change for Chiwell, it would even be better and be putting him forward. And so Chiwell is the only person. West Ham, they are so inconsistent. I don't want to be looking their direction at all from they, attack. They are getting Kudus. So. They are getting who? Kudus. We are waiting for him. We are waiting for him. Kudus, <laughs> <laughs> Star boy, Kudus, the star boy, the star boy. Uh, so yeah, okay. after that game there, yeah, I think it's only two one that caught my eye. Jackson <sighs> Flatter is flattering to deceive from preseason to the first game. Second game, I'm sitting on some. I mean, let's let's see how it goes for the losing game. Anyway, so you um let's focus on game three now. Um so we're having conversations in the group about what card. Well, me, I've activated my what card <laughs> because <That's> Charlie <laughs> I had to, I had to, bro. Charlie, I couldn't. Hey, it don't be easy, yo, but because hey, Joe Pedro, he gave me zero points. <laughs> zero points. And I went, I mean, I thought the guy was nailed because in their preseason games, he played every game. But they play Wolves and the man is on bench. He comes on the, on, on the 56 minutes and he takes a yellow card. Really? So yeah, I had to just... Uh, Okay, so at the end of the day, this uh, early game week is just to scout and pick the right footing because I've never used my wildcard and now creators. If I'm taking the wildcard, I go through a lot of process. I go, I think a lot. So I've activated it and I've shipped out a lot of players, bringing in players that I know for the next five game week. They would start, even if they will not do well, at least they will start. And for me, what I choose, what I really uh, consider to choose my players have to do with their game time and also their efficiency when they are in the team. So yeah, my wild card is activated. Prince, you were contemplating about your wild card. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mine is also on. Like this is true. Allah. <laughs> so wild card activated. Prince and now yeah. Prince, what about you? Your wild card it is activated. Oh no, patience, patience, my people, patience, my people, patience, my people. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't think I've got. You, you see, I don't think I've gotten to a point where I would need that. I don't think I've got. You, to a point you don't have that. our problem. Yeah. Prince has about two injuries or three injuries, so for him, he had to activate it. <laughs> and me too. I had two injuries, and then uh, this uncertainty is about players. No, 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 I can't deal with it. It's too early. And sometimes when you think you'll be like, okay, let me wait and see. Let me wait before you realize some people are in the four hundreds and you are still struggling in two hundred. So yeah, um, sometimes there are certain decisions when you want to take. You have to take it fast. So uh, let's go to um yes as uh, what is the next one? So our team reveals for game with you. Team reveals for game with you. Jones, uh, what is your team looking like? Um, well, can I be heard? Yeah, okay, yeah, I can be heard. Ah, uh, well, quickly give you uh, transfer. I'm actually going to make my transfer, but it's yeah, going to be a very simple one. It's going to be a very simple one. Last week, Mitoma was, was on the bench, bro. You know, wow, I had Ariola to on the bench. Ariola saved a penalty 10 points. 10 massive points and I had Davis too. Davis kept, uh, Davis came from the bench. He gave an assist, you know, he assisted that Ongo, Ongo. So you could imagine my bench was looking sweet and succulent and Onana and Arnold and Chiwa were just bombarding me here and there. Um, I think I'm going to make a transfer. Darwin Nunes, I under, I, I think he, he he's not going to he's not going to be very very useful to me at all. So I want to take off Darwin Nunes. I love looking at the fixtures. I'll, I'll probably go for Nketiah or Gabriel Jesus. I, I'll go for Nketiah. So I'm going to go for Nketiah. So this is how my team looks like. Onana at home, uh, Nottingham Forest. He might get an assist. I'm waiting for that assist. You know, Estupinian. He, he's um, <laughs> everywhere. He's everywhere. Arnold is going to be on the bench. So Young, I'm going to start Young. I have Young on my my team. Young is going to be in for. Arnold and then Chiwo Chiwo plenty goes from Chiwo Salah Sheffield United Foden I am going to captain Foden I'm going to captain Foden excellent performance from Phil Foden so Foden is going to be my captain hopefully I might change it you know if, if the gods speak to me <laughs> I still have Rashford as I said but Ellie, Fulham, Joe Pedro, West Ham United. As as um our man said, Joe Pedro shouldn't be sold, you know. It's early days yet. And so for me, I still I still have Joe Pedro in my team. Um, I'll be bringing in Mitoma for Alvarez. I'll be bringing in Mitoma for Alvarez. And then Darwin Nunes will be off, as I said. So Darwin Nunes is going to be so. Basically, that's my team. Okay. Uh, Prince, your team. What's your best team looking like? Yeah. So, I'm saying my saucy wildcard game. My, my saucy wildcard. Um, so, I've got Onana in goal. My three back. I've got Akanji, Saliba, and uh, Chiwell. Um, and then my four midfield. I've got Mitoma, Saka, um, Rashford, and my captain, and Folding. Then my front three, I've got Jackson, Ketia, and Haaland. I'm looking at in between um, Ketia and um, Joao Pedro. Maybe I, I may I may do the last change right there. My bench, I've got Mbwemo, Henry, Doge, and then Sanchez, Chelsea's um, goalkeeper. I think from looting on, their fixtures are really nice. So I will be there. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> okay, so um, I have Onana in goal. I think we are all starting Onana. Eh? <laughs> so I have one. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the TSD is for all the three of us here. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Onana in goal. I have Estupinian here against West Ham. I have Cheo. I have Walker. Uh, he came. I, I brought Walker in with my wild card. I have Jabi. I'm keeping faith in him. He blanked the previous game week. I'm keeping faith in him because I bought him in game week two. So I'm keeping faith in him. He's going away to Burnley. And then I have Mbwemo. I have Solimach. I bring I brought in Solimach for this game week. I have kept faith in Bruno Fernandez. I've kept faith in Saka. Then I have sold Joao Pedro for Julian Alvarez. So Alvarez will start. And then my captain is Haaland. So if that's my phone too. And then on my bench, I have Ariola. I have Anderson. I have Malo Gusto. And then finally Wissa. So this is my team 352 formation. That's my best team, by the way. It, it can change. You never know. So I was saying that you guys are the keep Onana, but he did some low-key. <laughs> no, the, the guy, they create, they create big chances. You, hey, he has created four big chances in two uh, two games. You don't want to give him. <laughs> Be there. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, I was saying that let's look at Man City's best asset. They are going away to Sheffield United. So uh, let's look at their, their best asset. Are the assets in the midfield? Are they in the defense or they are in the attack. Prince, let's go so that Jones will take over. I think I think that's a, a quite easy one. 
Haaland is always going to be at best as regardless of the injury situation that they have. I mean, it's Haaland. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. For what he has proven, there is no doubt. And you, you, the more you go against him, the more he proves you that you are quote-unquote stupid. So yeah, I think he's for the top three um, best assets. I would take Haaland first, then Alvarez number two, then Fodi number two. So I you think are going was... offensive assets of Man City. Jones, yes. Amma is here. Yo, Amma, what's up? Boss, you are late. Chale, sorry, I tried I tried to do everything to be on time. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, Jose, we can hear you now. Yeah. Let me just conclude on that. So I think Sheffield United are going to sit back and close the gaps, but Foden is going to get a goal and an assist, believe me. But then again, we've forgotten that Man City, they are the only team here to concede. They are the only team here to concede. And Pep would like that to continue. Well, he's not going to be around. He's not going to be around. But then Sheffield United too, um, they, 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 they found their feet. They got a goal the last time away um, and... You know, it's it's going to be good news for them. It's going to be good news for them. So they will try to elevate themselves. And if they try doing that, they will consider a lot. But then again, a lot of us are actually turning our, our blind eye, uh, blind eyes towards um, the Man City defense. You know, and I feel that we should critically take a look at that. They are doing very very well at the backside there, and a lot so of a lot of assets from Man City. <laughs> That's tough. Foden, Alvarez. Haaland, in that order, like in that order. Okay. I, I, I feel that Foden has, 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 but he really you, stepped up well against Newcastle. You and Kassar, you are saying that we are, we are underestimating their defense and yes. your best assets are all offense. Eh, I didn't say, Nanga, you make a go pick them, then <laughs> pick Haaland for Hattrick. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's what, that, that, what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to say that, like, you know, they're the only team here to consider goal, you know, and they can mm-hmm. continue that this weekend and, and, a very serious manager can pick three three defensemen from from Musty. I wanted to make this point. I made this point when we were watching the City game. Um, the Croatian guy, um, I think uh, Vadiol, right? Vadiol. Yeah. See, that's that's pep for you. The guy is settled in so well. You watch him play, you wouldn't know he's a new player. And oh my goodness, and it's so nice, Charlie. As he'll be competing with uh, he will be competing with Aki on that left flank. So. Yes, and 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 you know it pain me, but I the praise are the praise Pep for that. So for me, Foden, Alvarez, Haaland, but I think it's going to be a close game and we can turn up. But you know, it's a Premier League goal, Charlie. You never know. Pep is not around and anything happen. Okay. Uh Amma, um looking at Man City, uh, what do you think? Where are they where are they their Best assets from and they in the defensive or, or the offensive, um, okay. So, um, they, they play Sheffield, um, yeah. City plays Sheffield, and then it seems uh, with Sheffield in their I think like five to six games, like they've not considered a single goal to uh, Sheffield, aside the fact that City itself has not considered a goal yet this season, they have a good defensive record against uh, Sheffield. So, I think, yeah, I think since 2019, they have Sheffield has not managed to put a, a goal in their net and then that gives a good indication that maybe um back uh, and also coupled with their um, record this isn't already not conceding a goal their defense look appealing Man City defend actually look appealing and then their games have not been high scoring up until um Maret scored uh, the hat-trick against Sheffield in the FA Cup semi-final in April all of their games together they've it's been uh, low scoring 1-0 1-0 2-0 and yeah so it's it's not if we go by that it's not a game that you would expect so many goals but just like uh, Prince and then Jones if you ask me my top three assets it's still it's still going to be uh, Haaland uh, Alvarez and then Foden and I that's how I started the season with them I do I did that with a mindset like I just don't want to miss uh, 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 a potential hole. You know, this is Man City. You could have a week where um, Foden is benched and it hurts you that you you don't have fo- uh, you have Foden and he's benched. And then you could have a week where Foden is on uh, two goals and then uh, like a, a very drastic hole. So just now and also with uh, their previous game they played, you realize with De Bruyne's uh, injury, Foden became more central. And then he's uh, spoken of how he, he is happy with the role and then like he would want to continue there if the manager would allow him to continue there. Being more central means he would have um, the more chance to be in the box. He's not going to uh, be kissing the wings anymore and like, so 
last game he wasn't able to get the um the goal but i'm very hopeful that against sheffield if it becomes an open game with goals Haaland is going to get a goal and then i'm very hopeful Foden is also going to get a goal so yeah th- this, that is going to be my top three i said first one Haaland because you don't joke with that guy last season i was not having Haaland then he peppered me so like i'm not going to take it <laughs> let me correct myself i was having him from game week one last season but i wasn't casting in the, the captain but i'm banned on him oh, i was okay. trying to yeah a salah shift then a Haaland, a salah shift he, he really like all of the two times he scored the uh the hat trick i wasn't having him as captain and it hurts me it really hurts me so this time i'm not i'm not taking the uh, you are not taking any chances <laughs> on him at all so Haaland, okay. i want to set and then Alvarez is going to also get uh, more pl- uh, playing time hopefully and then for them. So those are my top three for my city. Okay, so let's move on to differentials. What is this one differential that you think will hold in the game with three? Amma, this is for you. Differentials for game with three. Okay, all right. So um, for me, differentials... I will be eyeing like an Everton asset, but like the risk with them is that you don't know who um Dyke is going to go with because I thought Mopi had a good game week one, like an impressive one where he had most of his the attacking stats going in his favor. Then we were surprised to see uh, uh Calvert Levin starting the game uh um, last game week. So I but I, I feel like there would be um their their breakthrough, the attacking breakthrough. Um this week i don't i can't pick anyone i don't i don't want to make like uh they say Mopi or uh covered levin definitely i'm not going to go with any of them but i am just like i i just had that feeling that um if Mopi starts he's going to like bag bag in some goals and then Eze, Eze also we should we should put an eye on him he's been he's been very uh, uh phenomenal for uh crystal palace but he's just not had like um the breakthrough yet so it's just games coming brentford looks tough at home but then Eze also could be a differential clearly differential because most people are going to go uh, against him we are going to go for the Mbebo and then uh, um, like and then get fed up with Eze he could be a good differential if he uh, uh, returns yeah so those are my uh, top two differential for um, okay. the week okay um, Prince your okay. differentials for game with three okay um, so I'll simply go with um, like I said I think I was just thinking about Eze for this game week and um, Sterling and uh, wow, number three, Sterling yeah number three will be um, Musa from Aston Villa. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, Javi is owned by 8.9% of the game. Not bad. Uh, Jones, uh, your differential for game is three. I was, I was actually going to say Sterling. I was also going to say Sterling. Hey, if you're going to beat Luton Town tomorrow, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Trust me. I, I think Sterling, Sterling is going to be a very good pick against Luton Town tomorrow. They, they, they are going to pour their anger on them. And then, Solimach, 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 Solimach. I think Solimach. Brighton against West Ham. Solimach. Solimach is nearly not a uh, differential because he's owned by 9.9%. If, if, if he crosses the 10%, but he's not worth differential. He's so, nowhere near yeah, but Sterling, Sterling is a big one because 2.88. Like, people are not what... Hey, this is Sterling knows. Wow. I know, right? How the mighty can and, fall. If, if they actually get a penalty, if they actually get a penalty against... I'm sure he's going down. to take it. Yeah, because... Yes, he should. Uh, he should take that penalty. Okay. So I, I see them here. Okay, so I want us to look at our performance at the Fantasy Goal this week. I've already expressed how my game week went on Fantasy Goal. I got 67 points. I was able to get some 30 Ghana. <laughs> uh, Jules, were you able to gain anything on the platform? Hmm. 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 <laughs> the way you are doing that's, that's that's all I can say, yeah. That's all I can uh, see. Let's not talk about it, bro. We go again. We go again this weekend. Trust Allah, me. Allah, Allah, Prince, what were you? Sorry, sorry. I'm okay. You make me. What were you? <laughs> How was your okay week on fantasy? I mean, I didn't have an idea that that team was getting that much points until the game week was over. I was I checked the standing, so I think I was I was top five. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. Hey. I was talking. <laughs> Charlie, for sure, I, the way. 
No, by by not doing so much to my te- my uh, my game with one team, uh, so I didn't even have an idea it was going to. I entered with two teams. I didn't have an idea that team was going to like make uh, so much. Yeah, that's great. So you, how many points did you get? Like I don't, I, I can't, I can't remember. I didn't pay attention to it. I just oh, okay. like when they was like, wow, like how did I do? Because that was not a team that was even in my head. Anyway, it seems. For me, for example, my fantasy goal team did better than my FPL team. So we go take on like that. I will do them. Anyway, so we are close. Yeah, yeah for, and then for my FPL team, it was like appalling. Very, very appalling. Yeah, it, 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 everybody had a horror show in game with two. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have Prince and I who have already activated our award card. So we should tell you that uh, game with two was a horror show for everybody. With the show news, I'm also thinking about doing the same. Yeah, sure wow. is injured. Look, sure is injured. Yeah. Oh, man. So Malasia will be playing. Wow. Malasia is also injured. Malasia is not available. So Dalo, Dalo must might, might start oh, at the left side. Concede. Oh, then my United will. The left will be weak because Dalo, I don't trust. Anyway, so let's close with our best layer. So um, Ama, you take the goalkeeper. Um, Jones will take defender. Prince, you will take midfielder and then we will close for today. Closer remarks. Let's look at the best players for this game. I think Ama is taking the goalkeeper, right? Yeah, Ama is taking goalkeeper. Okay, so to play it safe, I mean, you could, you could, I would go with Edison. Edison. Yeah, Edison. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cheap Edison. Jones, defense. Best defense. All right, so best defender. I think Diaz. As in Man City's Diaz? Yes, Man City's Diaz. Wow. Um, a clean sheet should be guaranteed. A clean sheet should be guaranteed. I, I was going to talk about Chiwo, but then I was also thinking, um, is, is, is Poch going to play a... a, a a three back against Luton Town two three back you know and if it's a four back might maybe he he might be limited his his um attacking exploits might be a bit limited so I'm actually trying to see maybe Diaz 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 might get a goal from from a corner kick you never know <laughs> okay no problem Diaz is not much of a goal scorer but let's see let's see so Prince the best midfielder for game with three um I think I also go with Mitoma wow yeah I think Brighton has scored a total of what nine goals in their last three encounters against West Ham. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, I think Mutoma is in good form. So uh, the guy is on fire. Uh, so me best striker, I think you should go for the Norwegian wizard. That's Haaland. I think if you don't captain Haaland, you are in big trouble. That guy is owned by over 90% of the game too. And he is playing away to Sheffield United. If he holds and you are not captaining Haaland. Oh. <laughs> that so, you know, last game week, what happened was that everyone know Haaland is playing a top defense. But then nobody wants to take the risk like I going you. against him. You know very much what that Haaland is likely Haaland by no score. But the thought of what if he scores a hat-trick? Because it happened a couple of times last season where you just think oh this game is a tough one let me not go with that Haaland the Haaland ownership it makes going against him very scary because you you would know that like you want to go with uh, I wanted to go with uh, Diaz last game week but then the thought of a possible Haaland haul would scare you to the bone and I think he did that to a lot of us we just went with Haaland because we wanted to be safe if Haaland does not if Haaland blanks we everyone will suffer but then if Haaland scores and you go against him, then you are having like um about 50% of the game or about 60% of the game get the Haaland double points to like, it's just the beginning. They just come uh, over you. But then if Haaland blanks and then maybe Salah get some point, it's just a, a little percentage of people who are going to go ahead of you. So it is by that decision that we had so many people like captaining Haaland, uh, although the, we knew that they were playing with uh, Newcastle with a tougher defense and then yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a low scoring game for Man City. It's been a low scoring game for them for some time now. So yeah, that's why like we are going with the Haaland Haaland. So next game week, Haaland for sure. For me, although I chose Haaland as the best forward for this game week, I think managers are, are now playing it too safe. I mean, it's a game. If As a game that we play, if you are trying to be too careful not to take, a, how do you call it, risk, then it means the points or the rankings will not really, like, it, it makes it like a robotic game. Too boring. Or Prince, you don't agree with me. If, if you are planning on letting Alan go, then you should be, you should cover him with, with, with like three players. <laughs> 
No, I'm not like I'm planning no, to no, learn. I mean, I mean that if you are if you are letting Haram, it means that you have planned for three very effective, consistent players who are going to be delivering points for you. It no be easy. Yeah, to cover up for those for those for those points. Because like I say, ownership. 91.2. Yeah. I mean it's, it's still a game to I mean going without him shouldn't look so much of a big deal, but nobody wants to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the the short injury has been confirmed. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's a terrible blow for sure owners. I mean if yeah. If you don't have your your power card activated, then you are in a deep shit. So uh, let me mention some stats for the game with three, and then we will be out of here. So top predicted forwards for game with three, we have Haaland with eight point one. We have Nicholas Jackson with five point five. Watkins is third with four point nine. Isaac is fourth with four point seven. Julian Alvarez four point seven. Solanke four point six. Wisa four point six. Inketia four point three. Joao Pedro 4.2 Awoni 3.6 Edouard 3.4 Gakpo 3.3 Antonio 3.0 and then Cunha 3.0 now let's go to the midfielders so midfielders we have Rashford with 7.0 Saka with 6.4 Bruno Fernandes with 6.2 Odegaard with 6.2, Martinelli with 6.1, Oden with uh, 5.8, Mitoma with 5.8, Salah with 5.6, Mbwemo with 5.5, Son with 5.5, Sterling with 5.5, March with 5.3, Harvest with 5.2, Gross with five uh, 4.6 now we're going to defenders and the defenders Chilwell is top with 5.9 Supinian is second with 5.3 followed by Saliba with 5.1 Colwell 4.8 Ruben Diaz 4.7 Wan Bisaka 4.7 White 4.7 Akanji 4.6 Rafael Van Varan 4.6 Luke Shaw 4.6 Disasi 4.5, Vadiol 4.4, and then um Silva with 4.4. Now top predicted points for all players inclusive. Holland is number one with 8.1. Rashford followed with 7.0. Saka 6.4. Bruno Fernandez 6.2. Odega 6.2. Martinelli 6.1. Chilwell 5.9. Foden 5.8, Mitoma 5.8, Salah 5.6, Mbwembu 5.5, Nicholas Jackson 5.5, Son 5.5, and then Sterling 5.5. So these are um, some top predicted um, points of players that we'll get in game with three. Uh, so we had Amar join us. He's the new guy among us. And then there was Jones and then Prince. They joined us for this week's episode. Catch us on our next episode and we pray that you have a good game week. As I said the last time, don't trust the metric. Trust the guard and know that the scout, FPS scout is a scam. Okay? Have a good night. Bye-bye. Have a good game week. We meet next game week. This podcast is powered by EG Consults. The digital group is our business. Our business.